So how's it going out there, folks? It's going pretty good here. Um, a lot's happened since I last podcasted. Uh, not a lot of anything drastic or anything crazy to talk about. Well, there's a few, a few uh, outstanding stories to tell, but um, for the most part, life's still all right. It's, it's still good, you know. You, you, life is still okay. I woke up today, and you know what? Uh, I mean, I found out I had arthritis, osteoarthritis in my hip in my it's going down into my knee down my whole right leg um and it's from working too hard i physically worked too hard my in my entire younger life i i wanted everybody to be impressed with how how hard i worked you know how how hard of a worker i was you want to hire me because i'm the hard worker you want to give me a raise because i well i never got a raise because well, I grew up in Tennessee, and if you didn't have any education, they didn't give you raises. <laughs> they didn't really give you much of a raise unless you were working for a corporate place or something. But um, as far as labor goes and all that good stuff, they got ways around all that. So, so anyway, uh, all that hard working and uh, and the years of walking uh, helped to I don't know. Uh, introduce this degenerate uh arthritis this uh it's called degenerative uh degenerate something arthritis but uh it hurts really bad in my right hip and down into my knee it hurts especially especially so uh at nighttime when i'm asleep that's when it's the worst because i have to wake up in the middle of the night and like extreme pain um i told my doctor and uh, he keeps putting me off like like it's a joke or something. And, and I told him I had it in my knee. And he keeps talking as if he doesn't listen to me and says, well, since it's not in your knee, knee yet, we're going to go ahead and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just told you like three times it's in my knee. And he looks at me like he's confused. And he goes back to what he's doing. And I'm like, is this guy in another world or what? But. So he, uh, <laughs> he keeps setting me off. He won't give me any pain meds for some odd reason. It's not like I'm an opioid abuser. Um, uh, he hasn't given me any pain meds yet or anything to help. I've been lathering icy hot and lidocaine and all sorts of stuff up and down my leg. I'm about to have to start doing it in the middle of the night. I'm assuming that's the way it's going to go. But, um, then he tells me he... He, after he gets the x-rays back and he sees all these bone spurs in my hip uh, that are causing me pain, along with the missing cartilage, uh, he tells me he's going to send me to a pain clinic so they can give me some pain pills so I can get a good night's sleep. Well, he puts me off for a month and then when the, the day and time comes for this call interview from the pain clinic, they're supposed to call me. I don't go there. They call me. Well... Instead of them calling, he calls me again. At the exact time and date that he told me they were going to call me to help me. And so he goes over the same things. And then again, he says, well, at least it's not down into the knee yet and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, is this guy hearing anything I'm saying? Is this a joke? Is this guy, does he know me? Is he 
not like me for reasons I don't know about. <laughs> What's going on with this guy, you know? Uh, so the guy, basically, he starts telling me how I'm going to have to have surgery, but most people don't start have, having surgeries until they're in their 60s for this sort of thing. But but mine looked like something from a 60-year-old's hip. <laughs> so uh, then he tells me, well, it's not showing there's anything in the knee here. Uh, he's looking, he, he's all, I see it in the hip, but I'm not seeing it in the knee. And I'm thinking to myself, so what you're saying is you're looking at the x-rays, but these x-rays you're looking at are of my hip. You never x-rayed my knee. So how could you sit there and tell me on the phone, you don't see anything in the knee <laughs> when there's no x-ray of my knee? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like this guy's a, being a clown on purpose. I don't get it. But I'm not upset about it. I'm just going to ride it out until whenever he decides that he's going to be a decent doctor and do what he needs to do because I really don't want to have to go through all the legal crap anymore. I really don't. But I will defend myself and try to get what is necessary in whatever way I need to get it as long as it's legal. So if he doesn't want to help me, then I'll just have to go to an attorney or to another doctor. I don't know. I have no clue. But He's put me off another month and told me to come back in a month and he's going to help me with my pain. So I don't care what it is. I don't care whatever you have to do to help me to be okay. You know, I, I don't, I'm not concerned about narcotics. If you got something that works just as good, give it to me. Whatever it takes to get rid of the pain in my hip and my knee, right? And my shin, it's going down into my shin. <laughs> now don't make that now. That doesn't mean that I can't get up on somebody if somebody tries me. You know what I'm saying? I, I can still protect myself for now. Now, hopefully that 20 years from now, I'll still be able to not have a cane or my leg will still be mobile. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But So anyway, I talked about nothing just now. And basically, uh, I was just blowing off steam from the pain I'm feeling here. Uh, but I can't somehow help but keep a smile knowing that despite this pain that I have, there are people who are in a lot worse shape right now. I'm not smiling because they're in worse shape, but I'm smiling because life could be worse, even for those people. You know, it could be it could be way worse. All I got to do is look back on my life from this moment. I can look back at so many other times in my life when it was absolutely horrible, and it makes the now feel that much better. Um, yeah, it gives me a positive outlook when I just compare now to what it has been and so i'm thankful that uh that i'm here and i have a leg to walk on i got a leg to stand on you know uh i'm thankful that i can breathe the air uh that i've been smoking cigarettes for 40 years and i'm about to, i'm trying to slow down and quit but uh, it's going to take a minute got some nicorette gum and we'll see how that works but anyway uh so I guess one of the weirder things that's happened recently was was uh, this um, my car. You know, I'd had my my landlord work on it, and uh, he, you know, he took his time because he knew that I had another car, so he wasn't really in a hurry to fix it. It took him about five months, but but you know, he knew that I had another car, so. So, but anyway, um, instead of going to him this time, I, I went and got someone else to come look at my car because I didn't have five months. You know, I just, I, I can't see that anymore. Cause what if my other car breaks down 
during those five months. Then I'm going to be upset because I got two cars broke down. You know, so I don't need that. So anyway, I went to go get another uh, a mechanic to come look at the car. My car, for some reason, I park it. Everything's fine. Uh, this is after my landlord did the work to it. And this is like two months after he was done with it. Um, I started driving it. And everything's all good. And suddenly, one morning, I wake up, I go out to crank the car, and all I get is this That's all I got. That was it. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it was running fine when I parked it, right? So then I do this for a couple of weeks. I go back out and check it again. I pop the hood, look around, see if anything's loose, try it again. This weird cranking sound. So then it started dawning on me that that sounds like something stopping the car from cranking. Like kind of one, like one of those devices that police put on cars to start to disable them when they're stolen, you know, to trick people into entrap them into stealing cars and then, and then, uh, cut the car off on them. That's what it, and if you tried to crank it, that's probably what it would sound like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like there's something interrupting it on purpose. Okay, well, I do this for a few weeks, and I'm like, yeah, apparently nothing's going to happen with this car. And so I go get somebody to come look. I get this mechanic, and I, I get him down here, and they're about to take the car. And I give him the key. He gets in. It cranks right up. I called him first from my phone in my place, and I go down there. And I tried it before I went down there, and I went over there. It took me about five minutes to get there. I get back with them a few minutes, like a half an hour later, I get back with them and the car cranks fine. And so I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't want to think people are going that far out to play games with me. Who am I? You know, I'm nobody. I'm nobody important. I'm not a star. I'm not famous. You know, I'm not, I haven't assaulted anyone. I don't put my hands on people. I don't butt into other people's business. I try to mind my own business. Um, I haven't done anything, so, uh, I wonder why someone would do that. And then I got to think to myself, you know, I had another vehicle here that did the same thing. I had a Jeep that was doing the exact same thing, except it wouldn't even turn over. I go out to crank it up and nothing happens. I'm like, what's going on? Well, I try back another day. It doesn't work either. I try back a, a week or two later, it cranks right up. I'm like, what's going on here? You know, I get into, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't understand. It just, I mean, but at the same time, I also have to look at the fact that these cars are not perfect. And I got to look at the fact that these things happen, you know. So I can't just trip out and start accusing people of doing something to me when I, when it could be something else. I mean, there's a possibility. There's that possibility. But, I mean, why would the car wouldn't crank for weeks until I went to go get a mechanic and brought him over here and then it cranks up like someone went to my car and did something to it while I was gone for that 30 minutes or pushed a button or I don't know what they did. Uh, or it just so happens that uh, the car just started working because he got in it and maybe a wire bumped loose 
somewhere. I don't know. I don't have a clue, but I can't point my finger at anybody because what difference does that make anyway? That's not fixing the car, is it? And it's not breaking the car down. So the blame part is really unnecessary and it's just a headache. So I'm just going to say that was weird. And that's that on that. Uh, I'm not tripping on it. Um, but uh, it could be the alternator. Or, you know what I'm thinking is, it's a possibility that uh, once this happened, that someone actually did mess with the alternator to make it look as though that was the problem the entire time. But I just don't see that as being an alternator um, that would crank back up in three weeks. Just because I bring someone else to turn the key. That makes no sense. So I don't, I know I'm not so important. Just like I, when I told, tell my family what's going on with me, they act like I'm crazy. They don't even want to hear it. <laughs> they don't even text me back or nothing about it. They're like, well, you got, just get over it. That's pretty much their, uh, I can't even go into detail about what's happened. They just ignore me, which is fine. Which is fine. I've done without them this long. I guess I'll just have to continue to do without them, so. Um, I do have my old lady, and she is a blessing. She'll listen to me. Um, at least I have another point of view, you know. It's always nice to have another point of view, especially from someone you can trust. So, uh, anyway, not a lot of weird going on uh, recently. Uh, <laughs> except for that and, and the doctor and all that good stuff. Anyway, I uh, got my first COVID shot. Uh, about three weeks ago, I got another week before I go take the second one. I uh, did not feel sick at all after I took the first shot. Not at all. I've been smoking for 40 years. I didn't feel sick at all. Not a sniffly nose, not nothing. But to be honest with you, I eat garlic and onions and spinach and broccoli and green beans and lettuce and cilantro and all that kind of good stuff all the time now. So I kind of reversed the way I eat. Um, I got tired of eating the beef, the ground beef saturated and saturated fat, you know. I I felt my heart having issues for a long time, and I was like, when I switched over, it was amazing. I stopped eating, stopped eating all that beef and pork and went to fish and vegetables. I had to get, took a little bit of getting used to, but then it was all right. Um, I love fish tacos. They're They're real good. They taste good, and they're not hard to make. Um, you just got to find the fish that you like to put in that taco. <laughs> I use a uh, swai. That's what I've been using. But, uh, yeah, um, uh, life is, uh, life is being life. Um, I hope everybody out there is, uh, enjoying their lives and have something to, to, uh, keep them interested. It's kind of hard keeping interested sometimes, uh. I think your intelligent level, your, the level of intelligence you carry uh, has something to do with how bored you get in life if you're not directed into the right direction. You got to be you got to be kind of aimed in the right direction to to use your your intelligence or it'll just go up in smoke if you know what I mean. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh drugs are still legal here in Washington. It's funny because I actually told I I tried to have conversation with people about it. In Washington, I don't just walk up to people, but like if I'm at the store or something, I'm like, can you believe the drugs are legal now? All over, any drug all over Washington? And, and they don't even know it because they hid it from us on the news. I've been keeping track of it, and that's the only reason I know. But 
a lot of people that live in Washington don't even know that drugs are legal right now. And that, and they're probably running around using drugs thinking that they're breaking the law and they're not. <laughs> That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, but, uh, oh, you know, I still refuse to go out and try to buy any drugs on the corner. I'm going to go ahead and uh, let my doctor take his time about helping me because I really need some help with this pain, man. Come on, doc. I need some assistance, man. I don't want to go out here buying drugs on no corner, on no street corner. I'm almost 50 years old, man. I'm almost 50 years old, and I don't need the trouble, and I don't need the hassle, and I don't need the, all that garbage that comes with it. I just want to live my life, and my quality of life right now with my leg is sucking, but hopefully that's going to get better. So anyway, hope it's doing good for everybody, and uh, I'm just rambling on again because, hey, why not? Uh, waiting on this rain to come through here in Washington in in Vancouver Washington anyway up in Everett it rained all the time Seattle into Seattle I guess it rained all the time it rained a lot more than what I was used to um, but it doesn't rain as hard as what I'm used to and it doesn't have I don't hear thunder here and lightning and that part there I kind of don't like so um, Anyway, uh, I'm thinking about where to move from here. Um, I'm thinking about going to Alaska, getting a house in Alaska somewhere someday. Uh, just a little cheap house would be fine, just a little box somewhere. I don't care. Anywhere to get to where I can live my life peacefully without a bunch of games and, you know, a bunch of garbage. I don't need garbage in my life. I don't need people trying to manipulate how I live and and you know i just don't need that and it seems like a lot of the united states today are about manipulating people into living the way that those people want them to live instead of allowing people to live their own lives a lot of people want to manipulate people into living like this life like as if we're all toys or or uh, action figures or something they want us to live lives that they want us to live instead of us living our own lives it's it's a really crazy thing it's like these police uh that you keep hearing about killing these people over some drugs in their car. And when they try to run, they kill them. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't, you should stop arresting people for drugs. Um, that way, when you kill them, it won't be so bad because there's, they had no victim. They hadn't victimized anyone. You did. The police victimized them. The police victimized someone who didn't victimize anyone. You see what I'm saying? They're not, they're victimizing people who are minding their own business. Yeah, it's drugs. Drugs aren't as bad as they try to make it sound. It's it's not like what you keep hearing on the news and on these on the and seeing on these stupid movies and all. It's not how it is. Yeah, if you're an idiot, you'll go out there and just use drugs your whole life. Sure. But most people aren't the idiot that just goes out and uses drugs their whole life. <laughs> so anyway, I think that you should make it legal everywhere, and that way there's less murder, there's less crime. You're going to lower the crime rate big time. But you know what? The reason they don't want to do that, they don't care about your health. That's not, that's a lie. They could care less about your health. Well, we don't want you to use drugs. Now we're going to try and get you some help and take you to this cage with these rapists and murderers. Does that make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to me. No, I can't see where your heart is on that one. I just see a paycheck in your pocket. Uh, I don't see anything good about police arresting people for drugs. I see zero good about that. I see 
you creating a, a country that doesn't like police. I see what you're doing. And you don't even, you act like you don't see it. Your egos are blinding you from seeing what you're doing to this country. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are good police out there. I know that. But we're, I'm talking about the bad few apples out there that have been happening for 400 years. Those few bad apples have been uh, for 400 years now. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Those bad apples are screwing it up for everybody in there. And it's making the half the United States not like police at all. I mean, how can you want to work a job where no one likes you? Where you're walking down the road or you're driving down your cruiser and everybody's either looking away from you because they can't, they're afraid of you or they're, or they're dogging you in the face because they don't like you. You know, there's got to be some medium there. And with the, the police that are out here killing people and shooting them in the back of their heads and wherever they feel like, you know, for those guys, those guys are messing our country up. And you would think that the department would figure out a way to weed these pieces of whatever they are out of there, you know, just for the sake of uh, uh, national security. Because look what you're doing. We had 10,000 people over here marching in one city over here in Oregon. 10,000 people, it was on video, marching down the road headed towards the police departments. You, can you imagine the, and now what they're doing? They're killing people, and these kids are growing up, and they're got a, they have a vendetta against the law enforcement of the United States, all of them. They have a vendetta, and they think that they're going to have to die one day by, by police. They think that that's just the way it's going to be. And a lot of them run because they know that's what it's going to be. And to be honest with you, I think their soul knows. I think their soul knows that they're about to die. And that's why these dudes start freaking out when the cops go to get them. What, are the jails so bad that you have to run like that? No, I think they know they're about to die. I think that's what's happening. Their physical body and their physical mind doesn't know it, but their soul knows these guys came to kill them. And it's going to be one way or another. They're going to kill them. So I really think that uh, you should stop arresting people for things that, uh, for crimes, quote unquote crimes, where there's no victim. Because that makes no sense to arrest someone when there's no victim. That only sounds like extortion to me. Anyway, uh, hopefully the police will figure that out one day. And hopefully we won't have a, uh, a civil war against police who are trying to take everybody's guns and, and arresting and killing everybody for their drugs. And I mean, you're killing and arresting people over their own possessions. That's, that doesn't even make sense, man. Not, there's not even a victim just over their own possessions. That to me is just so, uh, it's almost childish, but anyway, have a great day.